You're listening to the Swap Mono Live podcast show brought to you by our friends at OGO. OGO has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never seen before features like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear, and more, the OGO 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com. Hey, welcome to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by Ogeo. Uh, I am at Milestone Motocross Park today, joined by Husqvarna's Andy Jefferson. And we're here today to test out the 2019.5 Rockstar Edition FC450, which has uh, just been released. It's unfortunately for you listeners, I think it's sold out, or perhaps it's sold out to the dealers from Husqvarna. But uh, it's a really great looking bike. And uh, it's not as all new as last year's was, but there are some key changes. And uh, Andy, you're going to run us through those, right? Yes, I am. So, you know, we, we wanted to make uh, refinements to our bike last year or this year coming in. And we made some refinements from the rocks, the previous Rockstar edition, which was 2018 and a half to our production bike in 2019. So now for 2019 and a half, let's call it the Rockstar edition bike, um, we made a few more refinements. And, you know, we started off with a very good base. So the bike is a very good bike. So what we're doing now is just making refinements to that package. Um, So first we'll talk about, you know, the front end of the bike. So we've changed and and let's call our naming convention on our front forks now um, is called Exact. Mm. So that's just the naming culture we're going moving forward with. Each one of our forks has a a different name. And so... uh, we, we called it an AER before, 48-millimeter fork, yeah. and that's not really a name. That's just, you know, a bunch of acronyms there. So yeah. we decided that we wanted to come up with a name for it, and exact is the name. Um, so then from the exact fork, uh, we made some refinements with the uh, compression and, and rebound dampening to make a little more compliance, and we're mm-hmm. trying to affect uh, a, just the very minuscule bumps when you're going into corners or coming out of corners. Um, also with that, our front wheel, we have a new, what's called a factory front wheel. Um, it's the biggest thing about it. And most people don't even notice it. When you look at it, you, people seem to think that the front hub looks the same as the last year's, but it isn't. It's a different Mm -hmm. front hub. Uh, we have a different spoke pattern. It has a cross three spoke pattern instead of a normal, what we've had before is a cross two. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the reason for that is we're trying to get the, the wheel to be stiffer. And let's call it stiffer laterally. Mm-hmm. So when you're hitting, I mean, or excuse me, longitudinally stiffer. So when you're hitting bumps, we want the fork or the, the wheel to be more compliant along with the forks. Now, when you lean over in a corner, we still want it stiffness. We don't want the thing uh, yeah, moving all over the place. Vague, yeah. So that's what we're looking to do. Because so, we're trying to, um, especially, I think we're trying to get a, just a little more cush out of that first zero to three inches of travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the front wheel is a different thing for us. It's first of all, you'll see it's a blue hub and it's got black spokes and it's got blue anodized nipples. It's got the race team look. Yeah, it's, it, we, we try to you know, make as much of that as possible. Um, was, it, there, was there ever an option to go full race team edition replica and you say the, the Talon hub? And, and there was talk of that. Um, sometimes, you know, there's talk of it, but then the 
problem is the price. The cost, yeah. You start talking yeah, about, I mean, for me, I think it would be the greatest thing ever is if we could come out with a full race bike with, you know, uh, WP, cone valve, fork, yeah. shock, pipe, the whole deal. Tie bolts. Yeah, tie bolts, the whole deal. But it yeah, be who could afford it? $16,000, $17,000. Yeah. So. Okay. So the, the hubs and the cross three... Uh, spoke counter that will be something I'm sure will find its way under production in the standard 2020 bike. Uh, that I don't know. Okay, I I would say probably not for 2020. Maybe later. Okay. Um, because now these are our power parts wheels that we sell. Okay. So that's probably the where they're going with that is they're going to sell it as a power part and then it will hopefully rotate into production probably 2021. Okay. So uh, in in pre-production <laughs> testing then, or in in-house testing that you've done since have you heard yes the feedback is the front wheel is uh, a little more compliant yes for most of the guys that have ridden the bike in our testing and we've done all kinds of testing all all over the place um that they feel more compliance mm-hmm. between the forks and the wheel and then the clamps make a big mm-hmm. difference and the clamps are different and the clamps are different and if you look at them they I mean they look much different yeah this is one they, thing they that look you can like tell. big uh fettuccine noodles yeah <laughs> yeah they're big they're really wide they are bigger they're a little bit heavier than the previous ones but the problem the part here that was really part of what the thinking was is clamping force mm-hmm. and the ability to clamp the fork around tube with the way that we previously did it and the way most people do it, um, you get, I'm going to call it hot spots. You get mm-hmm. parts of the fork tube that are clamped tighter than other parts. Mm. And, stiction. Yeah, causes, and, and it causes stiction. Yeah. And I brought out a little... Um, yeah, that, that, exi- that demonstration thing is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, so we, it, we brought out a, a fork and I'll let Don... Yeah, it, so what it is is it's essentially a front end of a bike, triple clamp, two forks in it without springs, just so that the tubes will slide in and out uh, with no resistance. One side was torqued to spec. The other side was over-tightened. Now, I, I would say the average guy gets a suspension done at the shop, slips them back in his triple clamps, and just tightens them to how, how he feels, you know, off the uh, elbow grease torque wrench, right? For sure. So the demonstration there showed that an over-torqued triple clamp causes stiction, in the front end because as I slid the tube up and down in the side that was not torqued to spec, you could definitely feel a sticky spot in there, almost as if the fork tube was bent. Right. So yeah, that was part of the reasoning for this new, uh, the new clamp. And as you look at it, you'll see a big cut down the middle, two completely separate clamping forces. It's a little bit wider than the previous one, but that's what it's for is to stop any of that kind Mm -hmm. of, you can, and I'm going to use the word over tighten, but if you do, it doesn't uh, distort the uh, the outer tube, the outer tube as yeah. much. So it's it's definitely better. Um, also, this this with the new setting in the forks and the wheel have helped a lot in that small bump compliance. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I'm most interested in are the changes to the engine. Okay, because the 2018 standard bike was was great. And I got on the 18 and a half Rockstar Edition, and I was like, wow, this thing's amazing. It revved real free. It was real snappy. There were some changes in production. The 19 standard bike, the mapping was changed. Mm-hmm. Um, the bike that won our shootout in 18 didn't fare as well as 19, and it was simply, I believe, because of the mapping. The mapping 
slowed the engine down a little bit, gave it a heavier feel, slower rev up, slower rev down. Um, what are the big changes? Well, yeah, they've made some changes to that, and that's one of the things that we talk about off the bottom of our bike. It has a ton of horsepower. And, and yeah, that's no not one's disputing thing. that. <laughs> but it doesn't have snap off the bottom. So right, that just that instant throttle hit, it doesn't mm-hmm. have. So uh, this year they've done a few things with the motor, and, and it's weird because they're little changes, but these little changes, you really can really feel the motor freeing up. So the first thing is they've changed the rocker arms. Um, the rocker arms now are stiffer. And what that's done is as the bike revs up, uh, in testing, we could see that the rocker arms were flexing. Mm-hmm. So then you would have valves that were inconsistent. So that changes everything when mm-hmm. a valve is opening a little bit more here and there. So now with a stiffer rocker arm, the valve uh, movement is mm-hmm. a little bit stiffer. So the valve movement is always the same. Yeah. Okay. So that makes a big difference in rev. Also with that, we put a bronze bushing inside mm-hmm. in top of the rod in the panko rod so that's created less friction so that's those two things make the bike rev freer so you've internal changes to the uh the mechanical pieces of the engine have changed the character of the engine without map changing them yes yeah the map is completely the same map as mm-hmm. the previous bike uh the 2019 which like for me, uh, when the first time I ever rode this new Rockstar Edition we were testing, I came back and I kept saying, you guys changed the map. And they kept telling me, no, they didn't. Yeah. And yeah. I said, you you had to have because, there's, and they go, no. And we went and looked. Uh, I mean, I can look at the map, look at the mapping convention, and it's the same map that we've always had. So mm-hmm. those two things that, that were done. And there's also a little bit change in the ring. They've changed uh, the oil ring gland a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's a tiny minor thing that we've done for durability okay. wise too. But, um, but I kept saying that and, and we came back and nope, it's the same map. <laughs> so the changes that were made seem to have made a difference off the bottom. With yeah. The I think, you know, through the 30 years I'm dating myself, but that of bike testing and stuff we've done, sometimes the largest changes are yielded from the smallest or the largest improvements are yielded from the smallest changes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's that's one of those things is sometimes in testing, you you go back and forth so much and you start making these big wild swings and, and then you just make the littlest. You go, let's go back to stock and then I'm going to go one click. And then you go, that's magic. <laughs> totally. And you come back and you go like, oh, okay, all day we've been chasing our tail yeah. and all I had to do was one click this whole time and yeah. I would have been okay. I think the craziest change that you can feel is like, remember back in the Honda aluminum frame days? Uh, Chad Watts told me, "Oh, change your motor mount, bolt, motor mount like bolt. put this bigger one." And yeah. it was like a whole different yeah. chassis. So I mean, pretty much ever since that day, I've opened my mind and like I'm more open-minded to what a small, seemingly insignificant change can actually mean on the track. Right, and that's the thing is a lot of us, you know, and especially even people out there, you guys, everyone gets caught in their little, you know, they're going down this road and they're doing this thing and they're doing this thing and. It, you, you got to come back to what's best for you mm-hmm. in testing and then have an open mind. Let's just try this. I mean, what can happen if you try it and it doesn't work, you go back. Yeah. It's pretty simple. I mean, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't check their bike and they don't try different things. I mean, yeah. try it. What can happen? Totally. You know? Yeah. It's funny. I was, I did a podcast there in Plessinger last week and we were talking about how he really loved Air Fork on his star bike. And, you know, he comes to the factory on he's on Spring Fork and, 
we were just having this discussion about air forks in general and i was like man there's like the average guy doesn't check his tire pressure right. let alone his air pressure yeah. so i mean these bikes are so sophisticated these days and there's so much tunability at our fingertips that people i think are scared to experiment right so i think that's going to be one of the themes with swap moto life going forward is to educate people don't be afraid to test try things understand what a click does on your bike understand what this does right you know? now i think we were talking about that earlier and i think i really believe that you know what what don's talked about doing um i think moving forward for you people out there is an amazing thing just little tips here and there on how to do things and and be able to make a change and go okay i know what that does and then if you don't like it, go back. It's mm -hmm. simple. I mean, you know, but if you never try it, you might be sitting there all day, you know, having trouble and not try something. And you try it and you go, I should have done that a million years ago. Totally. You know. Totally. So, okay. So getting back to the bike, there's the, all those front end changes, the engine change. And uh, we've got the FMF slip-on. FMF slip-on, yes. And uh, the, the, to the detail, race team graphics. Yes. You know, um, and it's embedded in the fender. Right. So um, that that's awesome. I mean, that technology has really changed things. That and stock graphics have gotten so much more tasteful. Right. Like, do you remember in the 80s when the Suzuki looked like a chameleon? <laughs> yes. Like, like <laughs> a most horrible looking thing. Yeah. I mean, think about how good all the bikes look stock now. Like the Honda looks great. Right. The Yamaha looks great. The Husky looks great. And, and, and the whole, uh, the inlaid graphics is, is awesome. You know, because right. I... Granted, everyone wants their own custom kit that they make, but for a standard bike, it's, that's pretty dang impressive. Like, it doesn't rub off. I mean, it'll rub off eventually, but you got to be a total hammerhead right. and a bike squeezer. But the durability-wise is, is awesome. So, like, let me ask you this. If someone snaps off their back fender because they looped out and they order a factory edition or Rockstar edition rear fender... Does it come with the graphics, or do you get a stock one? No, it comes with it. Comes it just like that, immolded. Same thing with the shrouds, or mm -hmm. immolded. And to me, it's a big thing because, you know, you get a piece of plastic and you got to buy a new sticker. I mean, yeah. you buy it; it's already there, and you don't have to put it on. It doesn't bubble. It doesn't, you know, you scratch the bottom of it or something. You fall and and peel half of it off or something. It doesn't do. You don't have that anymore. Yeah. So to me, that's that is a huge thing to have immolded graphics mm -hmm. and. You know, granted, it's lighter. Yeah. Than when yeah, you have lighter. plastic and you throw. Graphics yeah, on Roger. It. Roger's a big proponent of uh, light, light bikes and how much weight graphics have. Yes, for sure. I mean, I've Roger, Mitch. You know, I know them both very well, and Mitch always used to complain about how heavy graphics were. Same thing with Roger. Yeah. They try and make them as thin as possible. They don't care if they last one race. That's good. Yeah. Whatever, but it's heavy. And and if you've ever got a graphics package, and you weigh it, it's three pounds four yeah, pounds yeah, totally. whatever so totally so okay um i think you told me you're going to bring 450 of these into the to the united states yes we'll have 450. And are they from husky to the dealers are all sold out already yes but yes. at the dealers they're the still dealer available. level they're they'll be available okay yes for sure so uh to pick up one of these rockstar edition 2019 and a half bikes it's going to set you back 11 and change? 11199 is the retail price. Okay, so all, all together, all told, like if you're going to buy a standard one and you're going to put a pipe on it and dial in your suspension and put a set, set of cool wheels on it, I mean, right. 
it's kind of a wash you're coming yeah, out with something for sure and and that's one of the things with the rockstar edition people sometimes want to talk about it's more than the standard bike but you get more i mean yeah. as we were talking earlier if you add a set of wheels 800 bucks you add a pipe it's a few 800 bucks if you're buddies with john Anderson. yeah yeah so yeah. i mean and then you add a pipe to it you know mm-hmm. and then you add clamps so you know it's probably 500 dollars cheaper yeah and you get it right there and you don't have these extra parts laying mm-hmm. around in your garage what are you gonna do with you know, so it's one of those things to me. It's if you can buy a Rockstar Edition, uh, you get the package right there, all ready mm-hmm. to go. Cool. Well, hey, I'm really excited to throw a leg over this thing. It's been actually a few weeks since I've ridden because it's been raining so much. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I want to thank you for uh, inviting Swap Moto Live out to test the bike, and uh, really excited to throw a leg over it. Thank cool. you, Andy. All right, Don, and we'll support you in any way we can. So, uh, no worries. You guys have a good one. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. This offseason, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before, during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills. Use Swap Moto as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer, and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So, head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team and uh, just want to give a shout out to Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years. We've been with them since the very beginning in 1991 and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do. We're really proud to have them involved and hopefully they have a good year. Visit ThrottleSyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits, gripper seat covers, sticker kits, and more. Use promo code SWATMOTOLIVE at checkout for a 20% discount off your order. 
What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey, welcome to uh, part two of our 2019 and a half Husqvarna Rockstar Edition bike test. <laughs> so uh, I'm joined now by our uh, our senior test rider, Pat Foster, who many of you know from his many years of testing with Transworld Moto and uh, before that dirt rider and before that uh, as a Suzuki supported supercross racer. So Pat, um, the Rockstar Edition Husky is uh, slightly revised compared to the 2019 standard bike. Um, I know last year we were both super impressed with the 2018 and a half Rockstar Edition bike, which was a radical departure from the standard 18 model. Um, just in a nutshell, like re-impressed today with the Rockstar Edition over the standard bike we've run the shootout couple months ago yeah you know what i i was really impressed and first let me start by saying how excited i am to be here and uh first bike test for swapmotolive.com <laughs> uh been a rough couple of weeks and uh, i'm just i'm so pumped to be here had a great day getting back back together with the guys and uh and and doing the bike test today to answer your question absolutely i was really impressed with the new with the new husqvarna um i think that uh what Husqvarna is doing and KTM is doing, you know, basically coming out with two new bikes a year, uh, man, just speeding the development process up so much, really raising the game for everybody, in, including them, themselves. Mm -hmm. um, man, we're, we're all benefiting from this. Uh, so, yes, to answer your question, I, it's definitely improved, definitely better than the uh, than the 2019 we just tested in the 450 shootout mm -hmm. a couple months ago. Maybe even uh, changed its placing for me had I had this bike, but, um, you know, we'll get into that a little more in a minute here. Yeah. So the 2019 standard FC 450, um, I know that when I first got on it, um, after having ridden the Rockstar Edition 15 bike, I was thinking, oh, it's the same great bike. For me, the Rockstar Edition last year was like so much better than the standard, like older generation 450 I, I was just blown away by it the engine seemed to rev quicker the the bike handled better and um i, I gelled with that bike completely sometimes in the past the ktms and the huskies have had a big heavy feel to me um in spite of what they weigh on the scale but that rockstar edition last year was so light and nimble and quick revving i was pumped on it i got on the production 19 standard edition and in my mind they changed the mapping and although it was the same great bike due to the mapping it changed the power character and the way it was delivered and that for me changed the way that the bike felt as a whole and i didn't like it as much so granted though i know that you could take the 19 and remap it you know take it to a place like twisted development and he could change change the mapping to suit me you know our shootouts are stock versus stock versus stock or within the constraints of stock you know so 
to me, that's what held it back. And uh, what I was hoping to see today out of the factory edition was last year's mapping. <laughs> that's not exactly what they did, but they did accomplish improvements. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, you went back and touched on the first edition, the first Rockstar edition last year. And to me, that was a game changer for the Husky. You mentioned the, the freer red, revering engine, a little quicker power. I en enjoyed that as well. But what I also really enjoyed about that bike is they did a lot of work to stiffen up the front end. The standard Husky in 2018 had a lot of extra movement, frame flex, movement in the front end. They put on stiffer uh, triple clamps, really did a lot of work to plant the front end, which was uh, significant to me. The other thing they did is they narrowed up the body work a ton. And mm -hmm. the, the standard 18 had places where my legs were, when you slid back on the bike, it was prying your legs apart. It was uncomfortable. It wasn't seamless. The Rockstar Edition cleaned up all that plastic. Mm -hmm. The, the uh, body work was clean. Uh, like I said, really easy to move around on. They stiffened up the front end, planted the front end better, and exactly what you're saying, I liked the, the mapping better. Mm -hmm. It gave it a much quicker, uh, freer revving feel, which that's something that you and I have both commented on the last few years. That's um, one of the things that we might not like as much as we could about the mm -hmm. Husqvarna. Um, and I agree with you that I think the 19 standard version went backwards a little bit. Yeah, It smoothed it out. I, don't, I think that a lot of people may disagree with us, and, and, and that's okay. I think that that's a lot of the reason why so many people like the Husqvarna. It's got a really deep, throaty, broad power characteristic mm -hmm. that's very easy to ride. Yeah, It's very rider-friendly. It's manageable. It's easy to do a lot of laps without getting tired, uh, which I get, I appreciate, and I know why so many people like it. I, I get why it's so popular. I just want I just want a quicker hit down hill. Zappy. <laughs> it needs it needs more excitement. Yeah, it it's funny because you know a bike that revs real quick and is snappy feels better, right? Yeah. We like it better. We enjoy it more. Yeah. Our 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 experience is more pleasurable on that kind of bike. But we could very well be going faster on the Husky because it's easier to ride, even though it feels a little bit too broad and and slow revving and in turn. In my opinion, that makes a bike feel heavy. You know, but, and, we, and we've talked about it several times. These bikes are, are close to the lightest bike on the scale. Yeah, yeah. It, significantly lighter than some bikes, and it doesn't feel that way on the track. Mm -hmm. Some ways that's good because the, the bike does feel connected to the track. It's mm -hmm. hard to get um, out of shape because yeah. you know, the bike feels stable and planted. But it doesn't feel light, and it's like we've talked about. A little more excitement right off the bottom. You're coming out of a rut and you want to get the front end light to get over some chop accelerating mm -hmm. out. You want to you want to whip the front end over a little wheelie out of the turn and and cut inside to miss some bumps or you know those types of situations where you want to get the bike light, hop over some bumps. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to do that as much. It wants yeah. to plow through. It wants to stay connected, and so it gives it a heavier feel. And uh, so to get back to your to your question. No, they didn't change the mapping, mm. but they did stiffen the rocker arms. And, and Andy Jefferson told us, hey, you know what? This is going to add a, a little yeah. bit of, of quickness down low. It's going to free up the engine. <clears throat> I think it absolutely did that. Yeah. I think it I absolutely agree. did do that. The bike seemed to rev freer today. It was a little more exciting. 
in my opinion, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Bring back that 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 original mapping that we liked mm-hmm. with this stiffer rocker arm, and I, and I think we've got something that we're really going to enjoy. Yeah. So the the engine is. It's funny because uh, when I was talking to Andy about the changes of the bike, I'm like, did they did they change the mapping? Did they put last year's Rockstar mapping in? And he's all, no. So we did some things to the engine, and you know, it, I don't want to say on paper, but you know, when he's speaking them to me, the changes, it's like the rocker arms are, the valve rocker arms are stiffer. They're not a different shape or length or anything. The cams are the same. It's just stiffer this, and then I think there's a brass bushing in the uh, wrist pin and the piston that allows it to move freer or something, right? And he's like, well, believe it or not, it, it makes a difference. And, man, 30 years of testing bikes, I've learned that you can never discount something that doesn't seem that big on paper because the smallest thing on paper could feel really noticeable on the track. I mean, I know you've had the same experience. You know what? I thought the same thing when I when I heard Andy say that this morning. I thought this is these are the marketing guys coming. Yeah, this in is and dur- greater durability. You know, you read the press kit. Yep, yep. You know, it just like like you said, it's 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 not a change. It's not a change in length. It's not a change in shape. It's just a change in stiffness. And so I was skeptical, but you, you could tell immediately. Right, mm-hmm. right through the pits, you can tell the thing the thing revs much freer. And a little quicker down low, and um, yeah, like I said, it's 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 a step in the right direction. I think it needs to be paired with something else, but you know, it's just like we saw with the uh, with the Yamaha this year. Yeah. Very subtle changes. Yeah, the Yamaha just had that stiffer uh, front wheel uh, collar, and yeah, collar changed, and changed axle. The and completely. It, yeah, the 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 axle and the collar and the and the lugs at the bottom of the forks, mm-hmm. and I was very skeptical then, and. Uh, very subtle difference. Uh, very subtle changes made a huge difference. Yeah. So, and and I agree that that was the case today on the Husky. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, typically, the Huskies and the KTM's, like I know I'm the minority, but uh, I I like the traction control on, and <laughs> I like map one, the slower map, right? Um, just because the bike feels so big and it hits so hard when it's in map two, but uh, okay, yesterday at Milestone I rode it in map one, with and without the traction control on. I preferred it without on. Um, oddly enough, it's been raining like crazy here in Southern California, but uh, the track is like uh, Water World Raceway, right? Like everything that's not on the track is mud and puddles, <laughs> and the the track itself was dry hard pack like because the water truck can't drive on the lane. So <clears throat> in spite of the weather, we, we were riding yesterday on this baked out, dry, dusty, slippery milestone track, right? With big ruts because the corners are still soft. Sure. Um, so yesterday, I, that's, that's what I preferred, map one, no traction control. Um, you know, today we went to Kauia and it was a lot softer and <laughs> just as ruddy. To, to my dismay, but um, map two was more exciting there, and uh, it, it seemed to rev even a little bit freer. But uh, yeah, I didn't have to worry so much about breaking the rear wheel loose in those types of conditions as I did at Milestone. Yeah, I agree. And and the uh, the bar mounted map switch that's super cool. 
Yeah. That's super cool. You can, you can change it while you're riding. Change it while you're riding. You don't even have to stop. That's cool. I love the idea of the traction control. I don't use it very much. I mean, my, my dad's just drilled throttle control into my head for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I kind of feel like I'm cheating. And I, I, I'm to the point where I've tried it and mm-hmm. I like it and it works great. But every once in a while I go, hey, I, I need that little snap yeah. just, just to get over this bump. And I, I want to be able to control that. Yeah. So I, I think it's a it's a huge attribute that a lot of people really enjoy and like it. I don't take advantage of it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. But, you know what um, works really good? What is that? The Day in the Dirt Grand Prix on the cement drag strip. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. <clears throat> yeah, I bet that's terrific. Um, you like map one at one track, map two on the other. I like map two generally always, mm-hmm. more aggressive map. Like I said, I... I, I understand how smoother power and the slick stuff and, mm-hmm. and it was slick at milestone yeah. it was hard and slick and uh just not that enjoyable but i still wanted that power available mm-hmm. in case i needed it and then uh you know that's the good thing about the husky is it does have such a friendly delivery even in the aggressive map mm-hmm. it's still pretty easy to manage you know what i thought about the bike today is um I like the engine better. It was easier to control when you're being an idiot and just matting it out of the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the track was being watered, right? So I actually went to the vet truck and I was out there and I came up on this guy in a quad because t- <laughs> Tuesday's quads can ride on the track, right? And I was like, God damn it, this quad dork in front of me. And uh, I went inside him in a corner and I just matted it i was like not even in control like lined up but i just dumped the throttle and, and clutched a couple times and cut over into his line so he wouldn't slide <laughs> past me but like i think the way the new the new engine setting works it was more controllable than the last one or, or than the standard 19 right because the standard 19 has that big chunky heavy torquey revy feel or yep yep you know that, that and that intimidates me Sure. To get on the gas. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, 450 is intimidating sometimes, you know, and the the quicker revving character of this Rockstar engine is less intimidating for me. I agree. I agree. Um, I did notice that on the standard edition. It's just a it's it's smooth. Until it hits hard, yeah, and, it, and that thing's that thing's deep. It's yeah, it's throaty, yeah. And so when it does hit, it hits. Mm-hmm. It's got some authority behind it. Um, so yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's almost better to get get a little more hit down low, so that you're not surprised when the when the big yeah. wave comes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the mid range, it's got some good quad zapping power. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, um, you know, obviously the bike. I think this year it's super cool. It comes with the FMF slip-on. Last year's Rockstar Edition just had a, a standard exhaust, or a standard muffler, rather. But it was like, it was anodized, this gunmetal gray. And it, it, it looked sick, right? It looked it cooler than a regular just silver muffler. But this year's, it's cool. It's got the FMF, uh, FMF I think it's a PowerCore 4.1 muffler. And uh, sounded, it sounded nice. Sounds great. Um, tucked, it, tucked it, it, looks, it looks it yeah. looks great. 
I mean, just, just sitting on the stand, it looks like a factory bike. Yeah. It looks cool. And the, the FMF muffler, they, they always look trick. Mm-hmm. That's what the boys run. You know, if you're getting the factory edition, you want, you want your bike to look factory. Yeah. And, and that's a nice touch. Okay. So Absolutely. The, so we t- touched on the engine changes. The, the only other main refinements are all front-end related. Um, it was the new triple clamp and the revised fork setting. Also, there's probably revised shock setting to match, but um, yes. and then the the new front wheel. So it's funny because, you know, it's a Rockstar Edition factory race team replica, right? And so it's got the graphics and everything. And one thing I noticed it's got Talon logos all over it, and I'm like, oh, dude, it comes with Talon wheels, like like from John <laughs> Anderson at W. And you know, lo and behold, they're just like anodized blue stock wheels, but. So I was kind of asking Andy about that, like, whoa, dude, why not put talons on it, you know? Um, you know, obviously it's cost prohibitive. Sure, but, sure. Uh, but so the big thing Andy was talking about was this new front wheel, new new front hub and front spoke uh, lacing design in which it, each spoke crosses over three, um, like a standard spoke, just two spokes cross, so that's a two cross, and this crosses over two spokes, so it's considered a three cross, but... He explained to me the whole uh, more rigid in one direction, but more compliant for bumps. So I was like, so is it like more resistant to being potato chipped out? Like if, if you're a goon or something, but more compliant for bumps. And that's what he said. Yeah. So, okay. I'm sure there's testing data to prove that, but um, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't, I didn't feel anything. Well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily feel a difference in the front end or, or, feel that the the front wheel was stiffer in certain areas and more compliant in certain areas. Um, Certainly be interesting to test a front wheel back to back Mm -hmm. um, to get a feel. I will say that while I I heard you giving Andy a hard time about the Talon hubs uh, and it would be cool to have them, the blue anodized hubs do look cool. And, uh, and that front wheel with the, with the three crosses looks cool. Um, you know, it would be that'll be something that we'll keep an eye on on our test bike, mm-hmm. because I have a tendency to make my front wheels pretty square mm-hmm. after a pretty short period. So it'd be interesting to see if these seem seem to hold up better. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense. It's got to have more rigidity with with a, a three cross. Yeah. But um, frankly, I don't know much about it. Yeah. I don't know much about it. But it'll you know be interesting I, to see how it goes. You know, I should ask him. You know, the proper way to tighten your spokes is, you know, you start at the the valve stem, tighten that one. Count one, two, tighten the third one. Yeah. Do yeah, three yeah. laps around. I wonder if it's different with that. You know, it seems like it might be. Yeah. It seems like it 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 might might be. That'd be a good question to ask him. Yeah. I'm sure, you we'll know, see him also, soon. When I was talking to the bro show, he goes, "Oh yeah." I mean, I asked him. I go, "Did you guys invent this wheel uh, lacing style?" Or and he goes, "No, no, no. There's been many variations in the past." And I, I want to say he told me something like back in the day, there was like a wheel lace design that crossed six. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Wow. I mean, I, I know I've seen some of older bikes and stuff where instead of the nipple being the tightening device, there's actually like a... Like a, a turnbuckle. A, a turnbuckle in the middle of the spoke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask him that, but I didn't want to make him feel old. You know, it's pretty pretty popular in Europe. I've had quite a few trials bikes that have a turnbuckle spoke yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Um, you know, 
going back to the triple clamps mm. that you mentioned, the blue anodized triple clamps. They look was, like fettuccine noodles. They do. They do. <laughs> but um, you know what? That, that's a that's a cool concept with the split in the middle. So it's it's much more user friendly. Um, a little more difficult to screw up because, as we've talked about before, um, the amount of torque that you put on your triple clamps, if you're wrong, you're you're putting your forks in a bind. Yeah. And I don't see very many people out with a torque wrench when they're working on their bikes. Uh, so this this new system is supposed to spread the the um, the clamping surface a little bit and make it a little more user friendly. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. I think they I think they look cool. And uh, a lot of the factory teams are running them, and I, I say kudos to Husky. I think it's uh, I think that's a cool addition, mm-hmm. for sure. So that I thought that that uh, display was cool. I mean, I actually covered it, covered it earlier in this podcast when I was talking with Andy. But but yeah, you know, it's funny is that like every bike manual comes with recommended torque specs on all the bolts, and uh, on KTM's and Huskies, the torque specs are engraved in the parts you know like on the triple clamp it'll say like the number in nm like newton meters right yep yep that's the torque setting at what you're supposed to touch is that right now i will tell you i'm just as guilty as the next guy like i'll take the forks <laughs> off put them on and i put them back on i go ah, yeah that's that's probably about right that's it that's it yep. <laughs> you know i remember i remember when i was racing three wheelers and i was putting my bike together and I was asking my dad, Hey, what is this about a torque wrench? And he like flex his arm and he pointed his elbow. He goes, That's <laughs> my torque wrench right there. Right. <laughs> so like, but in something like that, in your front fork, the proper torque plus or minus in the incorrect, uh, setting has an adverse effect on your, your handling of your bike. And, and, you know, like as the, the the little display they showed, uh, uh, old style triple clamp that is over tightened, it really causes a lot of stiction in the fork when you're moving it in and out. And the design of the new triple clamp is supposed to be a more consistent pull on the fork without any hot spots to oval out the tubes. So I know that's the design of that. But did you know that we didn't test it? I actually told Andy we were going to try it. You can uh, take the front end of that bike apart and reverse the steering stem in the uh in the lower clamp and yeah. it comes 22 offset and you can take it to 20. yeah it's very cool andy brought me a a um a triple clamp off of the bike and yeah. he pulled the steering stem out and it's oblong you yeah. can turn it and change it from 20 to 22 mm-hmm. uh so cool i don't that's so cool. i don't feel any need for the bike to have any better front end traction he said what that does is going to 20, it it makes a larger contact patch or more weight on the front end. But like the bike corners so well as is. I agree. You know, there are bikes that would benefit from a from a, a lower offset mm-hmm. triple clamps. And, we, and we've changed triple clamps on several bikes over the years. Uh, I don't think that the Husky is one of them. I don't think we want the, the, the front end any quicker. Uh, the bike corner is great and it leans in really well. I think that... Uh, going to a 20 millimeter offset would make it a little nervous and too knifey. Yeah. Um, What about the suspension settings? I mean, I, I, to be honest, I haven't ridden a whole lot in the last few weeks because of the rain. Um, So yesterday at 
at, at Milestone. I was a little gun shy and just, just feeling things out and working the cobwebs out. Plus the track was a little brutal. So suspension wise, like I, it's funny, I, I didn't really mess with too much because I had the benefit of you riding the bike first. So when you went out on the track at Milestone, I was waiting to shoot photos and you went around once and I didn't see you for another five, ten minutes. I'm like, what the hell, man? Did they make it the Grand Prix track today or something, you know? But, uh, you know, apparently you were stiffening things up. So uh, right out of the box, did you feel the bike was too soft or something? Yeah. You know what? And I'm, I was sorry to keep you waiting. I know you didn't know what I was up to. But, yeah, immediately I pulled out on the track. I hit the first couple of jumps. And even landing on the backsides of some of those bigger tabletops, I, I hit them pretty clean. I was blowing through the stroke, both front and rear. Uh, they have a, a fairly fast whoop section. And by the time I got to the end, uh, you know, going, you're going pretty hard, third gear, wide open. Man, I was bottoming both ends on the whoops as well. And uh, I, just, I just don't like that much movement in the bike. And I really don't like hard metal-to-metal -metal bottoms. Mm -hmm. I, I've been hurt a bunch with that type of situation uh, when there's no more give in the bike. And so I just went immediately back to the pits and started stiffening things up. On the rear end, I actually liked the action of the rear end. And didn't want to hamper that too much with uh, low speed compression clicks. I did a couple because uh, I felt the bike needed it, but I did a, a, a little bit more with the high speed compression mm -hmm. just to really soak up those bigger hits. And then I ended up going uh, several clicks harder on the on the compression on the forks. And then uh, I also both ends front and rear. Gave it quite a few clicks of rebound. I ended up going like five or six clicks of rebound just to just to calm the bike down. And that, that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. But frankly, both days, I could have used a little bit more bottoming resistance. So the, the new settings, I think that for most folks, they're really going to like it. The action is smooth. It's predictable. It's a plush ride. All that is excellent. I just need a little bit more substantial bottoming resistance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's that's what I was trying gnarly. to get. Well, it's cause you're gnarly for like former <laughs> top level pro race. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm riding hard. I'm at the, I'm at the upper end of their, of their target. Yeah. Their target, um, weight. So I get it. You know, I don't hold it against them at all. Mm. Just, Hey, you know what? Donnie, I, I, I want to look good in the video. I want to go fast. <laughs> I'm going to be pushing hard. And uh, and I don't want any surprises landing hard off some of these jumps. So I did do quite a few clicks. And, uh, you know, I it wasn't it didn't seem like it was offensive to you when you got on the bike. I'll go, hey, mm -hmm. but was this too stiff? Let me know because I went a long ways. And I think it felt pretty good to you. So I think we're going in the right direction. Um, but anyway, I think most people will like the settings pretty well mm -hmm. heavier guys more aggressive guys you're gonna need, need to stiffen that bike up a little yeah. bit it worked great for blasting quads at milestone and that's the most important thing <laughs> if there's a quad on the track it needs to get blasted yeah okay so uh the bike as a whole though i mean it, it's funny because the ktm and the husky are, are same basic platform the husky has the air box is different the subframe is the polycarbonate so it has a different feel but I think the airbox gives the engine a different character and style of delivery, right? So we did not ride the factory edition KTM yet. Um, 
that event was rained out and then there was a snafu of my email where I didn't get the rescheduled dates and so I had already had to take uh, my kid to the dentist so missed that so we're going to ride that next week I think but I'm curious to see how the power character of the KTM is typically the KTM is even burlier right yeah and a little bit chunkier feeling like like meteor so I have a feeling I'm going to like this white bike better you know and that's that I, I wouldn't be surprised if you did. The, the KTM seems to breathe a little bit better, mm-hmm. has a little bit more flow in the in the airbox, which, um, yeah, it gives it a, a little healthier feel. Um, you know, even though the bikes are based off the same platform, they feel remarkably different. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so funny how many people comment, oh, it's just a, you know, the Husky's just a white KTM. Yeah. Gosh, it really isn't. Yeah. It really isn't. You get on the bikes back to back and it, to me, you know, it it's really funny too. Is, is man, I can't. I'm sorry, KTM guys, but like, I can't believe they haven't changed yet the standard handlebar. Okay, because you get on a KTM and a Husky back to back, and you're like, oh, these Husky forks are way better. The front end feels way more comfortable and it's more compliant. It's because the handlebar, you get, the Pro Taper handlebar, absorbs more vibration. It's more forgiving in little square bumps and chatter than the standard bar that's on the KTM. You know what? We were, and the KTM bar is this weird bend, right? Like, yeah. It reminds me of the tricycles in the playground. I don't like the bend. It's really straight, kind of low, straight, kind of goofy. Um, but we were just talking about subtle changes. Mm. The difference between a pro taper bar and not a pro taper bar on the bike mm-hmm. makes the bike handle different it feels different it everything about it yeah it it it's um it's a significant difference mm-hmm. and uh and 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 good for husky yeah very good for husky i gotta say though they kind of like <laughs> dude pro taper has a way cooler new looking crossbar pad and they're going with that old square one that like i mean well that was like a a Doug Henry crossbar pad or something, you know? Is that the one that they're delivering? I just thought yeah. that... Did I just, you see the crossbar on this bike? Is that, that one's perfectly square. Well, I saw that one on our bike, and I was wondering why that was the case. Yeah. I thought maybe we lost our... Yeah, because the new Pro Taper our... pad is like octagon, like half of an octagon shape. Yeah. Much yeah, cooler. Yeah. yeah, much much cooler. And uh, yeah, this is like a 10-year-old pad. I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know why that was on our bike today. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> Pay for the good bar and then chintz out on the old pad. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So what else about the bike? Um, like, you, you know what? Typical on the Husky, the brakes are amazing. Yeah. The hydraulic clutch is fantastic. Hey, do you like the Husky clutch better than the KTM clutch? Cause I do. It, it's a Magura clutch. Yep. The KTM always has a Brembo. Yeah, I do like the Husky clutch yeah. better. I think the feel is better. I like the action better. Um, again, that's a, that's another difference. We, we're going from bike to bike. Mm-hmm. You can definitely feel a difference in the in the clutch action. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you think about the way the bike looks, the graphics and stuff? You know what? I really like it a lot. I think it's clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's clean, simple. Uh, I think it looks sharp. You know, what? the other thing that while we're while we're on the looks, I really like the uh, new radiator shrouds. They're mm-hmm. they're narrower than they than they were back in the eighteen. You know, this is this is something that's not new to the new Rockstar edition. But it was an introduction to the last year's Rockstar, mm-hmm. and I. It's this is a very subtle thing. I've talked about it before, but the shroud goes up, and where it 
at the very top, it kind of kicks in. in, it rolls yeah. in, and man, that's so nice for your leg. It creates a space for your leg when the you're The old flying. one had a sharp edge. Yep, it catch yeah. on your boot, and this allows you to keep your your leg closer to the front wheel and tucked in better. It's just better for for cornering technique mm-hmm. and uh, just nice subtle um, attention to detail yeah. that I, that I really appreciate. Yeah, you know the uh, the whole inlaid graphics thing is pretty cool. That's I awesome. mean, especially because the bikes all look good these days. Like, I mean, if I had the the 87 RM250 Suzuki with the with the cheetah skin looking yeah. <laughs> cocoa pebble stuff, I'd be super bummed. Yeah. But but the new stuff's real classy and it's nice. The, I mean, the back fender's inlaid, the shrouds, the side panels, and uh, I think the front fender is only the one that has a sticker, but... It's it's pretty cool, and it's because it's not. Uh, I mean, you could still put graphics over it, and it's not raised. Sure. So sure. You know, do you like the looks of the new bike? I do, except for the Paradise Chevrolet logo on the shrouds, because you know I'm a loyal eight year member of the Toyota Escondido Action Sports team. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, I, I actually last year on the bike, the first thing I did is I ran a razor blade down, whoosh, and I pulled it off. Did you really? Yeah. Pull, yep. pull the Paradise Chevy logo off. I mean, not no offense to you guys. I mean, good on you for supporting. Hey, you know what? Everybody that supports the sport, yeah. that, that's terrific. Paradise, yeah. hey, <laughs> thank you guys for what you do. And I'm sorry that Swap cut up your sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's pretty sweet, though. And, like, you know what's funny is that the bike comes with a number one on it. You know, obviously because it's Jason Anderson's replica. Yeah. Um, Man, I felt like a dork riding with the number one on my hey, bike. <laughs> you know what? I've heard people say that, and I am I am a traditional guy. Number one is cool. When I showed up to my first 80 beginner race yeah. in Carson City, never even raced before, didn't know what I was doing. They go, hey, you need a number on your bike. And I was like, no question. I'm putting number one on my bike. And they <laughs> It wasn't because the YZ80 come with number one? No, I was then? on a Cowie. I, oh. went, I, went, I went to Michael's Cycles, and I bought a number one yeah. and put it on my bike. <laughs> And they sent me my new like CMC card, and they go, "Hey, you got to put a letter on there. So how about P1?" And I ran P1 on my bike. I ran P1 on my bike at the Paris Invitational Supercross. No way. My my whole career, and we my dad would have these big P's made, yeah. so the P is as big as the yeah. one. That was my trademark. Nice. And I ran P1 until the AMA said, "No, man, you're going to be number, you know, whatever I was for my first yeah. AMA race." That's and awesome. Yeah, my whole career as P1. So people hating on the number one, I'm, I'm in like a, I'd leave it. Oh, I'd why didn't it. you tell me this? We would have put a P on the test bike today. Yeah. I, well, you know what? <laughs> I might make one. Yeah. I might make one. Oh, hey, I thought of something. What do you that got? gripper seat's a little aggressive. Not not so much offering good grip, but it's just like, it, it's a little aggressive on your pants and your butt. It was pulling my pants down a little bit. It was? Yeah, the... The combination of the grip and the pleats, yeah, um, and it's just sticky material. Yeah. See, it, oddly it enough, like oddly enough, I didn't feel that it was necessarily that sticky. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like you know, I, I like to run SDG covers. Yeah. When those are brand new, they're far more sticky. I just thought it was abrasive. I um, I agree. Mm-hmm. Got a little chafing today. Yeah. I, I, I really do. I mean, I might take my shoes off and socks off and go rub my, my corns and stuff <laughs> on it, work on the calluses on my heels. No, I, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. It's pretty aggressive. So um, 
you know, other than that, I mean, working on the bike is easy. It's a remarkably easy air filter swap or, you know, take it off to clean it. You know, you got to get a damn 13 millimeter wrench, but, and some of those torques. Yeah, uh, I don't understand that. I'm not sure why they haven't cleaned that up. Like, yeah. why on earth are we not having mil- eight millimeter heads? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it, but hey, they're, they're sticking to it. If that's, the, if that's the worst thing about this bike, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, frankly, I, I had a KTM for a while that, that had those, those heads and torques. They, they never really loosened up. Yeah. I, I didn't have to work on them that much. So that, that was good. But, but yeah, come on guys. Yeah. Come well, on. you know what? My freaking mountain bike has a torques on the seat post. Does it really? Yeah. Why haven't you got rid of it? Well, because the t- the tool that Specialized gives you that comes in the headset has a Torx in it. So. Oh, okay. But okay. I remember the first time I pulled it out, I was like, God, it's a, it's a KTM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're equipped for it. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, I mean, I guess uh, two days of two days of riding. Second day, much longer than the first. But uh, I come away very impressed with the Rockstar Edition 2019.5 bike. Um I think uh, if this bike had been in our shootout, it could have been a different winner. It would have definitely finished higher. Um, yeah, you know what? To be honest, it it, st- it still wouldn't win the shootout for mm-hmm. me. I like I just like the power characteristics of some of the Japanese bikes better. Mm-hmm. And you're just saying that because you're here in my house. No, I, I am <laughs> saying that, and I appreciate you letting me be here. Um, now you know what it 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 it, nece- it wouldn't necessarily have won with me, mm-hmm. but it may have finished higher, and it's definitely an improvement over yeah. the 19 standard, no doubt about it, yeah. hands down. Uh, I appreciate all of their efforts, and uh, like I said, I think I think it's a step in the right direction. It leads a little more. Maybe look back to that 2018 and, and a half mapping mm-hmm. that they did with the new stiffer rocker arms, and I, I think you're going to have something pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, hey, um, are you going to be able to make it down next week for the uh, KTM? I, I let me know when it is. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do I, my I, best to come I down. I call Dave and we'll figure it out. But, yeah, let's figure it out. Because what I would like to do is, if you come down for a couple of days, we'll do the KTM, and then we'll take both Factor Edition and Rockstar Edition out and do our own little shootout. I think we need to ride them back to back. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's nothing like riding them back to back. Definitely. So we should make that happen. All righty. Hey, this is uh, Don Maeda and Pat Foster signing out uh, of our first bike test podcast for Swap Moto Live. So thanks for listening. Guys, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad, Don Maeda. Thanks for listening.